You're getting a study sheet, but I promise I won't go quite as long as usual. Even though I don't go that long on you, you have to admit, right? I, do, I, I, don't, go, I don't go that long on you. I don't think I've crested an hour yet, and so that's, I think that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Let's pray real quick as we begin. <clears throat> Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for what our culture is celebrating today as, as your birth, and God, we want to we wanna always celebrate you every time we walk into this room, your first coming, your second coming, what you came to do when you came. And God, we just, uh, I pray, God, that you would just, um, you would just prepare our hearts this morning as, as, we, as we dive into your word, and that you would soften our hearts, and that you would uh, help us to apply the things that we learn. I pray, God, that if there are people here today that don't know you, I pray that today would be the day. What a story that would be on Christmas Day, that that would be the day that they come to saving faith in you, and we love you. In your name we pray, amen. All right, let me ask you, how many of y'all have already opened gifts this morning? Okay, so how many, so how many of, that, of you are waiting until I'm done flapping my gums this morning? <laughs> okay, so I know who's going to be peering at me, you know, when I get a little bit. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, that's, yeah, well, that, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, I, growing up, we were always the type that, man, we milked Christmas Day for all it was worth. Like, we're sometimes finishing things up at like 4 p.m. When we started at 9 a.m., it was like one present at a time, one person at a time, open it slowly, maybe get it out and play with it for a couple minutes, and then the next person gets a turn and, and all of those things. But man, we just, we drug that thing out as long as we possibly could. But, but you know, it, it just so happens that on a day like today that's known for being a day that is filled with giving gifts, it's actually a day that's a celebration of the birth of the one who's coming to this earth is the greatest gift that this world has ever known. The, the gift of Jesus Christ coming to the world to provide the gift of eternal life. Romans 6.23 says, for Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, what a gift that, that gift is. It's, it's a gift unlike any other gift. It, it's a gift that, that's so wonderful that I don't have the ability to explain it to you in English this morning. It's actually a gift so wonderful that no one on the planet has the ability to fully explain it to you in any language. Because it's a gift so wonderful that it transcends language. It's a gift so wonderful that it transcends language. The, the way the Bible puts it, it's unspeakable, this gift. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15, it says, Thanks be unto God, what for? For his unspeakable gift that we're celebrating 
this morning. I, I wish I could come up with the words to explain this gift, but it's a gift so wonderful and so amazing that it's, that it's unspeakable. In, in other words, it's, it's, it's indescribable. It, it defies description. It, it's undefinable. It, it defies definition. So we do the best we can to explain this gift despite the fact that we're actually speaking about something that's unspeakable. So here's my feeble attempt, like we're celebrating today. Despite the fact that we all willfully chose sin, God loves each and every one of us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be born in Bethlehem. Jesus, he, he humbled himself as a man, and he, and he put on human flesh, and he was born in a manger. Listen, he was born in a feeding trough meant for animals. This is God in human flesh we're talking about, lowering himself to become a human like us and to be born in the lowest of circumstances. And very few people even cared about his birth. The, the shepherds were excited about it. The, the wise men... They were excited about it. Simeon was excited about it, and, and, and there were a couple others, but there weren't many. It, there were some that not only weren't excited about his birth, they were, they were actually hated it. <laughs> King Herod hated it so much that he tried to immediately kill Jesus the second he was born. But, but despite Jesus knowing it would shake out that way, he came to earth anyway. And he put on human flesh, and he was born in the midst of humble circumstances, in the midst of people who didn't even care. And he did it all for a very specific reason, and, and that specific reason involves his love for us. In Luke 5, 32, Jesus gives us some insight as to why he came. Jesus says he came to call sinners to repentance. Luke 5.32, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15, Paul says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. So, so saving sinners was the reason why Jesus was born into this world but the thing is is that in order for jesus to fulfill that purpose so that we sinners could receive repentance and so that we might be saved it required that when jesus came that he be crucified you see the reason jesus was actually born was so he could die he came, and the one who had never sinned literally became sin for us on that cross, and he took our place on that cross so that whosoever would call on the name of Jesus by faith, believing in his sacrifice for forgiveness of sins, would be saved. And for some reason, a reason that I'll never quite figure out, for some reason he loves us that much. For some reason, he loves us so much that he'd go to those lengths to redeem the human race back to himself. That's why he was born on this planet. That's what this day that we're celebrating is all about. And that, my friends, is a feeble attempt at speaking to something that's unspeakable. Yeah. 
It's an unspeakable gift. But, but not only is the gift of Jesus so wonderful that it transcends language, it's, it's a gift so unlike man's gifts, it transcends comprehension. It's a gift so unlike man's gifts, it transcends comprehension. The gift of, of Jesus Christ and, and the gift of, of salvation that he came to bring to the world, there, it's so wonderful and so incredible and and so unlike any other gift that we could possibly receive from any human on the planet, that it's beyond our ability to completely even comprehend it. Sure, we have to understand it on, on some level. We have to do that in order to be saved. But, but it's so different than any other gift we could receive that, that it's impossible to fully comprehend the magnitude of it. In John 14, in verse 27, Jesus is talking about the fact that after he ascended back into heaven, that he's going to leave the Holy Spirit to be our comforter and to be our peace. And here's what Jesus says. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I, I give to you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You see, when Jesus ascended back up to the Father, he, he left us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit took up residence inside of us the day that we got saved. And, and that gift that he gave because of the salvation that Jesus provided as a result of his death, burial, and resurrection at his first coming, it's a gift unlike any other gift that we could possibly receive from mankind. That's why Jesus says in verse 27, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. In other words, this isn't like man's gifts. I'm calling it a gift, but it's, it's nothing like any gift you've ever received before. This is something completely different. You see, you can comprehend gifts from the world or gifts from man, but this is a gift so great that you can't fully even comprehend how great it is. Amen. In John chapter 4, we find the story of the woman at the well. If you'll recall, the, the woman at the well was living a lifestyle that was certainly anything but following the Lord. And, and Jesus asked her to, to get him a drink from the well. And here's what she said. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, or, or unto Jesus, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. You see, she didn't know about the gift of God. It was so different than any other gift a human being could give that she didn't understand it. She, even when Jesus elaborated, she still didn't understand it at first. Then as Jesus tells her about this, this living water, which is describing eternal life through Jesus Christ, then here's what happens next in verse 11. John four eleven. The woman saith unto him, 
Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? <laughs> the woman is saying, man, that well is deep, and you didn't even come with a, with a bucket or, or anything to pull it out with, so, so where are you planning to get some of that there water that you're talking about pulling up out of there, some of that living water you're talking about? The magnitude it was so great that at first glance, she didn't understand the gift of the living water that Jesus was referring to. You see, Jesus is the gift of God, and he's the only one through which we can receive the gift of salvation. And he is the living water that we drink from when we receive the gift of salvation. It's so incredible, and it's so unlike any gift that any human could give that you just can't hardly comprehend the magnitude of it. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, this is how, he, how Paul talks about this gift. He says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the, the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. Do you have another slide starting verse 16? <clears throat> Romans 5, 16, yeah. And, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Now listen, if you had a hard time following that all the way, verse 18 kind of sums it up. So listen, therefore, as by the offense of one, that's Adam's offense, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, that's Jesus, the free gift came upon all men <clears throat> unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by obedience of one shall many be made righteous. This gift, it's, it's, it's nothing like anything that man could ever give. You see, our great, 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 and add a whole lot more greats to that bad boy, grandfather Adam, he did pass something on to us. Unfortunately, it wasn't much of a gift. It, it, it was a sin nature that he, that he passed on to us, which is a whole lot worse than getting a lump of coal in your stocking this year, I can assure you. It, but because of that sin nature, we all had this bent and this inclination towards sin, and, and we've all chosen to sin. But then God stepped in. God was born on earth like we're celebrating today. And he died on the cross. And through the death of one, the human race received access to forgiveness, 
as verse 16 says, the forgiveness of many offenses. Thank goodness for that, because there have been many, haven't there? The gift of, he, the, he provided salvation and forgiveness of many offenses. He, he died for the future sins of people that weren't even born yet. <laughs> and all those things are, are so different than any human being is capable of giving. And, and that magnitude of it is, is so great, it's beyond our ability to fully comprehend what an incredible gift that it is. But not only is it so wonderful that it transcends language, and it's, and it's so unlike man's gifts that it transcends comprehension. Number three, it, it's a gift so costly that it transcends price. It's a gift so costly that it transcends price. How could you possibly put a dollar amount on this gift? In, in, in Isaiah chapter 55, you, I just love how, how he puts it. He said, and evidently he knew it would be a Christmas verse because he starts with ho, ho, ho. The, every, <laughs> ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come by wine and milk without money and without price. And wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Do you see what God's trying to teach us here? God's saying, I'm offering a gift to everyone that's thirsty, everyone that's thirsty, I got something for you because it's something, though, that you can't buy with money because the price is so high that you could never afford it. It's a disgrace to even attempt to purchase something so great with that filthy money because the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ is of such infinite value that it, that it transcends price. And it's such a, a beautiful thing because despite the value being beyond price, you know who he gives that gift to? Anyone who shows up to the waters thirsty and drinks. That's who he gives it to. You, you can't buy it. The price is too much. The richest man in the world couldn't afford it. But Jesus gives it as a gift. And you know why he can do that? Same reason we'll be able to give gifts to our, our loved ones today. We, we can give gifts to our family and our kids today because we already bought and paid for the gift. And Jesus offers us a free gift that's far beyond price because he already bought and paid for the gift. And he was the only one that had what was necessary to pay for this gift. Because when he was born into this world, uh, he, he, he came as a 100% man and 100% God, and he, he offered his perfect, sinless life and blood for our sins. He already bought and paid for the gift with his own blood, and that blood is something that transcends price. And now he gives that free gift to all those that show up thirsty to drink from the waters and call upon his name for salvation. 
Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 puts it this way. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, the gift of God is so far beyond price that, that not only can you not pay for it, you can't work for it either. There's no amount of work that you could do. You, you can't pay for it. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. And you can't merit it. It's a, it's a free gift from God that's only given by God's grace. You know what grace is? It's getting what we don't deserve. That's what, that's what grace is. And none of us deserved it, and, it, and it's so far beyond price, so we could never pay for it or, or work for it or earn it. Oh, what an incredible gift that we're celebrating this morning. The, the gift of, of Jesus Christ being born into this world to provide those that believe the gift of eternal life through salvation in Him. Listen, He came to earth because He loves us so much. It's a gift so wonderful it transcends language. It, it's a gift so unlike man's gifts it, it transcends comprehension. It, it's a gift so costly it transcends price. Jesus Christ, God in human flesh, coming to be born on this earth to give his life for the world is the greatest act of love that the world will ever know. Jesus says in, in John chapter 15, in verse 13, Here's what he says. He says, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. But have you ever noticed how Jesus essentially surpasses the limits of this definition? Here's what I mean. In Romans chapter 5 and verse 6, it says, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare die. But God, he commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus comes along, and do you see what he did? He laid down his life for the ungodly, verse 6. He laid down his life for the sinners, verse 8, he laid down his life for his enemies, verse 10. He died for us not when we were his friends, but when we were his enemies, ungodly sinning enemies at that. And that life he laid down as the perfect, sinless son of God. You see, that life wasn't like one of ours that gets laid down for his friends. Sure, there's no way to quantify the value of a, of a human life. But what about when the life is the perfect, sinless son of God? So not only did he lay down his life for us when we were his enemies, he laid down a perfect 
life, the life of God himself. What we celebrate today is the gift of the Savior of the world being born on this planet to give us the gift of salvation. I've tried to explain that gift this morning the, the best way that I know how, but it's challenging when it's a gift that transcends language and transcends comprehension and it transcends price. Would you use Christmas Day this year as a time to express your gratitude to God for that gift like never before? If you've never called on the name of the Lord to save you and you found yourself in this service this morning, would you use Christmas Day as an opportunity to call on the name of the Lord to save you? And if you never haven't, can I ask you what it would possibly be that would be stopping you from doing that? Let's pray. Jesus, I, I thank you for what we celebrate today. God, we, we want to celebrate it every day, but especially a day where the culture has come together to celebrate it. God, we celebrate your birth. What an incredible, unbelievable thing. It's indescribable, God, and we've done our best to describe it this morning. And, and I just pray, God, that we would have thankfulness and that we would have gratitude for that gift the way that we should and that we would just take some time to thank you and to process what all this day actually means and what this day actually represents god save the lost if there are any here any unbelievers god would just save them today in your name we pray amen